0: So we're on the third attempt with this (laughs) uh, Dominican Republic episode. Good God. The first episode, it all got wiped away. And and it's all kind of tied into uh, my energy, right? So everything that I do, everything that I create or work on is an extension of me. So wherever I am emotionally, spiritually, physically affects anything that is an extension of me right so for instance the other day i was i was having you know i was just in our in my shit like i was just in i was just in it right i was really frustrated i was really hurt i was just going through it and my computer started to fail and i started to like throw that projection throw that anger rather onto the computer and it crashed and I tried to solve it, and then it just broke, and then it wouldn't restart. And then i it was just this whole thing. And then I had to bring it to the doctor, AKA Genius Bar, at the Apple Store, uh, 14 Square, uh, 14th Street. They are great. They're like therapists over there, you know, because you get so hot-headed. Like, technology, when it doesn't work, goes crazy. And the guy was like, yeah, man, it's like, it's an extension of you. And I just sat there, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you're a computer shaman, bro, <laughs> this guy that I was talking to. But so anyway, so yeah, I there was a couple episodes and I released it the other day and none of y'all were listening to it, no one listened to it, and I was just getting frustrated and the intention that I made it on was just to kind of get it the fuck out of my head and that's not how I want to treat my work, you know, I, I, I love what I do and and I want it to, to radiate love and, and experience and, you know, perspective for the people that listen, so uh, there was just so much you know and it's also it's it's challenging you know I go through these experiences and I literally have to let them do w- like the experience kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for I have to let the experience kind of marinate through my being until the time I'm able to actually kind of articulate or not kind of but until I'm able to actually articulate exactly what is happening in a way that you're able to understand it in a because, you know, we're all at different levels of, of awareness and, and all of that, you know. So sometimes I can get like, you know, it could just be too much and, and it, turns, it turns you off. And I understand that, you know, not everyone is going to be, uh, everyone's going to like what I have to say or I can't please everyone, you know. And, and it's not about you all as much as it is for me. This is for me. I listen to what I say. You know, I can hear myself now with the microphone and the headphones, and it's just so soothing. I'm in a completely different space because I came through a very dark period the last couple weeks. I would say the last two weeks. So, with that being said, uh, while I was in the Dominican Republic, there was just so much that happened. It was it was beautiful. Like. I went from one extreme to the other, really. I was hanging out at a millionaire's mansion in, like, this private area, like, private development. And then I go out to the mountains and, and uh, hang it like this. You know, the guys got this crazy land and this beautiful house. And then I go, you know, I spent a couple days there. and uh, Then I'm hanging out with, you know, people that are living five people <laughs> in a room. So it was a very different perspective. But it's story time. So this is kind of, uh, this is my experience of going uh, to the Dominican Republic because I was excited about the offer and the opportunity. And so much came up from that. The opportunist in me, the person, which we all have, right? So we're always presented with opportunities. Right? There's always different opportunities. And we see these opportunities and we see how they can benefit us. See, and this isn't bad, but in my experience, they've become very bad because it's what can I get from this person? So I'm seeking the opportunity. I'm seeking what I can get from this. Not what I can give, what I can be, what I can learn. Not, it's, it's, because I. This being, Justin, here, wants to make it so bad. And by make it, I mean I want fame. I want attention. I want money. I want all of that. But the part of my ego would never use that. It's like this, it's it just, it's so toxic. It's so, so toxic. And I want to be that light, and I want the opportunities, the right opportunities, and to know when the right opportunity is there so that i can say no this doesn't serve me even though it looks nice and it shines and shimmers man it's so tricky in that way because like you know as the saying goes all that shimmers isn't gold you know uh i think that's the phrase i don't know i could be wrong um all that shimmers isn't gold yeah i don't know is that is that kid it's kid cutty Yeah, I think it's Kid Cudi. So, yeah. So, yeah. Strap in. Sit down. Grab a tea. Clean your house. Listen to me tell you a little story about the Dominican Republic and what I learned and experienced. I love you guys. I really do. And this is so much fun because I'm in such a different space now. And I get to talk about that and, and the perspective of... The st- uh, of, of going to Dominican Republic. So, yeah. Uh, here we go. Alright. So, I, I had to take a, a, a little break for a second. So, how did I get to the Dominican Republic? Well, my friend Sorelli, she is uh, moving to the Dominican Republic, and she was going there and taking the kids, and her, uh, her boyfriend, Karan, uh, they were going. So, Sorelli and I had been working... Together, like a little while ago, and just to kind of give some context, like we had, you know, kind of built uh, this sort of ceremony medicine house. Uh, I was there at the very beginning, kind of like put this idea together, and then, you know, I gave 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 too much energy, and it just didn't work. And so I had to step away, and then I started hanging out with her again recently, and she introduced me, and she was like, "Oh, you need to meet this guy. You know, he's really great, Quran, and da 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 da." And so I met him, and he was like, "Yo, you want to come down to the Dominican Republic and and film and take pictures and kind of help and document? We can work on the podcast and this sort of stuff." You know, I got all excited, and so I literally went home and I bought the plane ticket. I thought this was a great opportunity. The plane ticket was super cheap; it was like three hundred dollars round trip. Uh, a couple other friends were going: Randy and Mario. Uh, Sorry, I'm eating some. I'm eating some nuts, um, walnuts, brain food. So, yeah. So I bought the ticket and went down. I saw this as an opportunity. But really what I think happened was is that I saw an opportunity to, uh, to kind of come up, right? Um, there was, I didn't have to pay for housing. I didn't have to pay for food. You know, so that was pretty cool. I was like, okay, let's do this. I had no expectations either. So when I got there... We, you know, after I landed, we went to the house, and next thing you know, we're pulling up to, like, this huge mansion, and it's a beautiful house, you know, a huge cabana outside, pool, it was just super beautiful. So, <laughs> we're hanging out, playing music, and jamming, and all this stuff, and I kind of open up about some of my past, and if you know me, and, you know, the... I'm a storyteller. So I started talking to, to the lady that owned the house, the wife of, of uh, the guy that we went to go hang out with that has the, the medicine house or the retreat center, sort of, if you will call it a retreat center. Um, I started telling her about how I was super aggressive as a kid and I ended up beating, beating up this kid when I was in sixth grade and talking about some of my anger issues. And this lady was engaged. You know, she was completely engaged in what I was saying. I didn't think I was saying anything wrong. And see, the thing about me is when I get around a bunch of people and I start sharing stories, all of a sudden it becomes like this Justin show. And it's just kind of my it, – it is. It, it, it's my personality. It really is. Like I have that magnetic personality. Eyes kind of go on me. I have the voice. It's all just right there. So it kind of became that. And I shared the story, and then we started jamming out music. And then <laughs> my friend Mario uh, – oh, no, I got a cough. <coughs> and my friend mario <coughs> and my friend mario was like hey bro you want to take some mushrooms and i was like oh, uh, i don't know i was kind of like wishy washy like yeah and then uh, like i was i over ate and i wasn't really sure if i wanted to do them you know so and we we had done them like you know a couple weeks before and so i just was like oh, i don't know and so I waited a little bit, and, and he had put them in capsules you know, so he could travel with them or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he hands Quran and, and me, like, 11 capsules. I'm like, okay. I didn't even think to ask how much was in each capsule. I just thought he was handing me, like, the right amount that was, you know, you know, two and a half grams, three grams or so. No. I asked him after I ingest them. I'm like, dude, how much is in those pills and I mean that was kind of a stupid thing for me to do but I asked him and he's like oh yeah man but like I don't know dude between like two and seven grams what <laughs> like oh my god dude are you serious there's between two and seven grams there is a fun time and then there's fucking death <laughs> so it's like holy shit I'm freaking the fuck out I don't know what is going to happen it takes about this you know we ate them around like 9 30 10 o'clock, you know, two hours, two and a half hours passed by, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am going to bed. Like, nothing was happening. I, want, I didn't feel a single thing. I go to lay down, and I freak the fuck out. I mean, it just hit me. I'm laying in this bed. I'm freaking out. All of a sudden, I just go into this, like, dark, 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 dark space. Man, I tell you, it was dark. You know, and I so just to kind of give so right where I was sleep, we were sleeping outside. I don't know if you guys are familiar, like the like huts in the Amazon and South America, how they have like the the uh, the palm around it and everything, and then inside's all the wood, and it looks really cool because it's all symmetrical and everything. This thing was like spinning. It was just a spinning vortex, and it just spun me all night. And I couldn't get out of this bed, and I couldn't get out of this hole. When finally. I noticed Quran is is walking back and forth to the uh, like through the through the house. He's walking like super fast. He's walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He does this like 10 12 times. So I look up and I'm like, "Man, I probably need to walk too." So I get up and I'm like, I just need to get up. I need to find something to eat, fruit, bread. I need some sort of fucking help. So, then I go to the refrigerator and uh, <laughs> I go to the refrigerator And it's funny now It wasn't really funny at the time Uh, He looks at me And he says Oh what does he say I was just trying to remember the exact phrase It was kind of like oh by the way Or like, like Something like that He was like oh by the way He's like I really don't appreciate you Talking about your past and your anger issues He's like it's not needed He's like we don't need to go back to those places Justin And I was like okay. I was like, I, I understand what you're saying. I was like, I didn't think, you know, I was just sharing a story. But at the same time, like, they didn't know, they, like, Sorelli and Karan had just met these people that they were staying in this house. Like, it wasn't something like a, a long relationship, and these are very wealthy people, so they didn't want to ruin the opportunity. So they felt like the way that I was acting could have jeopardized, really, their financial situation, the whole experience for everyone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, he laid into me about that. And then he comes, and, like, at the same time, he's like, matter of fact, he's like, you're here to do work. He's like, you're meant to be like a fly on the wall. And he said, and, and then he said, uh, matter of fact, the guy that we're here to see doesn't even want to know you exist. He's like, you are not, like, you are not to be noticed or seen. And I was just like, in that space, like tripping, right. So the entire time, Quran is tripping. He's probably thinking, and this is a little assumptive, but he was fired up about my my existence being there and who I am, right. This is the way I'm interpreting it and how I'm with how I see this, right. Because I have a very outgoing personality. I'm very like charismatic, magnetic. Just who I am, and I'm learning to channel it and when to to like let it out when not to etc cetera, etc cetera. so I understood and even in tripping where I was I understood where he was at and I knew not to react because if I was going to react it was just going to go worse and worse and worse and so I like threw my hands up I was like okay and I had to like stop him He's like Quran I got it good I I understand and so I walked away and I went back to bed and he went back to bed and then, as I went back to bed, I went into hell. I started to feel as if I was being used. I felt as if I was using. I saw the opportunist. I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have came here. This was like the first day there. So I was I was like, wow. I almost like didn't want to be there at all. At all. Like, I was really... Like fighting this thing of not allowing this to affect me the way that I was just talked to but also understanding that I got his message you know like he hired me to bring he hired me to, to get this footage to document this whole thing you know I was told this was their ceremony and et etc cetera, et cetera. but the thing was. I told him at the very beginning I never had a camera. And so let me pause real quick. I'm not – I don't want you guys thinking I'm gossiping because I'm so grateful for this conversation. I'm sharing this experience because there was so much that I learned from it, and it was just so beautiful. It really is. And, and at the time, and the past couple weeks, it hasn't been. It's been very challenging, you know, but I'm just sharing this experience with you because maybe some of you all go through this stuff. Maybe – I don't know. Maybe there's something that, that helps you. So I told him that I, I didn't I didn't have a camera. And this guy said he was going to bring a camera. Didn't bring a camera. So I was like, I have my phone. So automatically, I was just kind of like, what? Like, you didn't bring a camera that you said you were going to bring as, you, you know, like, we could have rented a camera, split it. I could have had a camera for the whole trip. Like, we could have done that. But he didn't say anything. And I was just, what the fuck? So just the whole trip at the very beginning was just kind of like a big what the fuck am I doing here? And I had no other plans. Like I went to go hang out with them, but and it was only for a couple days, and I had no idea, and I was there for two weeks. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea what was going to transpire. And so I woke up the next morning, and and I kind of just let it go. I talked to my friends about it, and just kind of like let it go, and it was what it was, and we headed off to the mountains. So we were off to the mountains. So the mountains were were beautiful. So Sorelli and uh, Sorelli and them had a ceremony. You know, I gotta. I'm gonna be honest. Like the beginning part of my trip was shit. It sucked. <laughs> like it really sucked. As I just went to the bathroom and I'm like, man. You know, like the whole first part of the trip really sucked. Like the the first ayahuasca ceremony sucked. The guy that played the music, Darwin. Like, I appreciate you, dude. I, I really do. But I don't feel that, you know, when you hold ceremony, you should just play a tracklist music of of just your album. Uh, but then again, he was playing, you know, uh, ceremony music for a lot of beginners that just are starting to work with the medicine. So that I understand that. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the the ceremony. Uh, I just. Yeah, the beginning of the trip sucked. What really was nice is Mario and I took some mushrooms and we sat by the fire. You know, like, it it was okay. The retreat center, the house was beautiful. I would love to be able to go back and to to work with the people that own the house and and, and all of that. Uh, I don't really necessarily need to go back through a lot of, like, the shitty stuff. But the beginning, just to kind of give you the context of what was happening, it was a lot of drama a lot of drama and this is like a trending theme around uh i'm gonna i'm gonna kinda i'm gonna kind of put it out there this is a trending theme around the people that invited me that i've noticed a pattern that i've noticed you know with with the with these people and i myself get sucked into it we all get sucked into gossip uh, but it's very toxic. And it also, you know, people that have deep rooted stories tend to be dramatic and tend to uh, uh, like gravitate towards gossip. And, and trust me, it takes one to know one. Like, I am a storyteller. I've held on to a narrative that n- narratives for so long that I was always very gossipy. And it never benefited me at all. So. While I was there, uh, you know, because I asked Sorelli, I said, well, what am I? I said, what should I do? I mean, I'm going to be here for like two weeks. And she's like, well, because we're going to go here and near and near and there. And I was like, okay, well, what should I do? She said, well, you know what? You should go to Pico Duarte. Pico fucking Duarte. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to say the word F. I'm trying not to say the F bomb anymore. Uh, Pico Duarte. Which, from that place, like, where we were at in, uh, I think it's, like, Mata Grande, it's up in the mountains. So, yeah. Man, I keep, uh, (laughs) having water and and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, so she suggested that I go to Pico Duarte. So I was like, okay, uh, yes, and I I, I would love to go into nature and climb a mountain. And at that point, the guy that owned the house or was facilitating and, and, like, kind of in charge of the house, he said, Oh, well, the guy, one of the, the wives that work here at the house, uh, her husband is one of the, the main guides that brings people to Pico Duarte. He's been going there for like 20 years. His name was Danny. So they told uh, the wife that I wanted to go and. They told me how much it was, and it was only $300 to do this five-day journey. All food, transportation, all this stuff included. Well, transportation was a horse. His name was Blanco because he was white. (laughs) So a couple days later, uh, after ceremony and hanging out at the house and then kind of like, you know, spend time with the friends and stuff like that, um, like we worked through our stuff. This is the other thing, too, that I want to say is that I have friends and people in my life that when stuff goes like super shitty – uh you know or things need to be said we communicate that so we had talked you know we had talked about the issues that were arising while they're arising like this isn't that's what i'm saying like i feel like i can talk about this because we've already talked through it you know so i'm putting my perspective on what i learned from these experiences so we talked and, and you know we were all kind of like on the same page and and stuff like that and we kind of left on that You know, on a good page, like, saying bye to each other, like, oh, okay, we'll we'll see you soon. Like, you're my friend. Like, you are my friend, no matter what, through and through. You know, Karan, I I just recently met, so that's a newer relationship that I'm not really sure which way at that point it'll go. I'm open to being friends with him because Sorelli really cares about this guy, and that's my friend, and I want to support her no matter how. uh, No matter, you know, no matter what, rather. So, I ended up uh, taking the trip to Pico Duarte. So a couple days later, we left, and uh, that kind of started the journey. So it was five. It took us three days to get to uh, Pico Duarte, and I have some footage that I want to share that I recorded while I was there. It's almost as if the it, it, it's this it's the uh, the footage before I go on the hike. I sat down at like this cool little valley area, opened up. It was really beautiful. I I talk a little bit there, and then. Uh, And then I go and I have, I recorded some stuff on top of the mountain and then after the mountain. And then I interviewed a couple people. Uh, So this is going to be a longer episode, a longer, yeah, a longer episode than I usually like. Uh, But I'm going to, I think I'm going to do like kind of two parts to it or whatnot. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I have my idea. I don't want to overload you guys but so yeah i took the trip it was it was amazing it was so beautiful It was so challenging i never rode a a horse before so the first like we we went to the place where you have to pay to go into the national park or whatever and like i said it was three days away but we parked the horse and i'd never gotten off a horse before and it was kind of on a slant and i go to jump off the horse and i rolled my ankle like i literally landed on the side of my ankle i was so lucky i didn't break my ankle i was so lucky it, w- it was hurting. It hurt so bad. But luckily I was on the horse, you know, for three days and wasn't the major climb, the mountain that, like where I really had to walk, wasn't uh, – I was able to kind of, like, recover from it. But it's so cool. So you kind of – you know, the first day we spent, you know, six, seven hours riding horseback the first time. And this is – riding a horse, like, up and down the mountains is wild, man, because it's complete surrendering. Complete, complete, complete surrendering. And, you know, it was... Y- y- you see these horses... right? Or you're, I'm on the horse and, and I see the horse going up the trails and he's like trucking away and just so powerful. And part of me feels bad, you know, because it's like these guys are working so hard, but they're not... This is what they do. But then coming down the mountain is so... At first it was terrifying, uh, but at the same time, it was thrilling because you're facing fear, right? So you're just kind of getting right through that fear. Because when you're coming down, you see the horse stepping on these tiny little trails, and he could hit a rock, he could hit something, and he could go down, like fall off the trail and just start tumbling. There's sticks, like you can go really far down. You could die easily, but you have to surrender to nature doing its thing and doing what it knows to do, and it's it's super liberating, super super liberating. And there's dead silence. I didn't have any music. So we were kind of like singing. And I don't speak much Spanish. So there was a lot of silence. There was just a lot of lone time submerging into nature and the sounds. And it was just so beautiful. So then we arrived to the, the, the house. And so the trip was supposed to be just Danny and I and like the food and everything we got there. And then all of a sudden, all these people showed up. There had to have been, let's see, two, four, six, eight. There was like 10 people, 11 people that just showed up. And these are all Danny's friends. So I don't know, or the, the other guides that were bringing these other people, who ended up being like doctors and lawyers of the Dominican Republic. Like, Not everyone can afford to go do this trip at the Dominican Republic. It seems like, from what I learned, it seems as if this is an experience that an upper class people can, can take. Uh, you know, cause it's, it's rather expensive and the Dominican Republic is, you know, it's a rather poor country from what I understand or from what I saw, where I saw, I mean, I only saw a very little portion of it. Uh, but yeah, these people showed up and you know, they were making incredible food, San showed just all like just super dope, dope food, man. I mean, they were on point with the cooking. And and you guys, I mean, if you're familiar with Spanish food and South American food and Dominican food, oh, my God, bro, it's it's insane. But it's unhealthy to, like, eat like that all the time because they're just like, come, 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 eat, 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 more, more, more. So, yeah, we all, like, sat around the fire, and, and there was one of the ladies that was able to translate, and, yeah, it was just by the fire, laughing, food, wake up early in the morning, get up, and go. So we did that for three days, got up and then along the trails they have like these little houses that you can camp at and sleep and all that stuff. So super fun. So we did that for about three days and then uh, we got to that last point where, you know, you have to go over uh, is like Mount uh, Pelona, Peloma, Peloma, uh, Mount Peloma. So you got to go over Mount Peloma and then you got to go up to the peak of Pico Duarte. So that's kind of where, uh, like, I recorded some of that stuff uh, right before, and talking about the experiences that I had. So I'm wondering, what what time are we at right now? So we're at thirty minutes right now. So I think that's like kind of a cool introduction to the Dominican Republic, and uh, to what what is transpiring. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna listen and see. Yeah. I'm going to listen and see what's up with the footage that I have. If not, I'm just going to kind of listen, and then maybe I will um, talk about that experience. I don't have to play the footage, you know? So I shall be back. You know what's great (laughs) is uh, listening to the footage, right, that was previously recorded and then going, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't release that because – I was on such high energy, you know, traveling and and being in the wilderness and kind of like hyped up and amped up about, you know, what was taking place and all this stuff. And I'm just listening to it. It's like, oh, wow. I pretty much just covered everything that I had said the first, you know, in the the 40 minute uh, sitting the first time I sat down, you know, out in the mountains and, and recorded it. So, you know, having patience on this creative process is It's just so important, you know, like listening to what you say, being able to articulate the experience. uh, It was just so beautiful. So, yeah, we ended up taking that trip. uh, The Pico Duarte, so it was, we left that morning at like 3.30 to go to climb over La Pelona and then get to uh, Pico Duarte, which is about, I want to say they said 3,000 kilometers. So it's about 10,000 feet. Uh, it's the highest point in all of the Caribbean. There's actually ice up there. It was wild to see the ice up there like you're so high. And it wasn't high enough where I got sick. I don't know if I don't think anyone else got sick, but the air is way thinner and it's 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 a it's a very challenging hike at some points. Uh it, it's very it, it's very challenging at one point. Because the thing is we left so early, you know, we left at like 2.30 in the morning, and we got to the peak around 12. So, you're looking at almost like a 10-hour hike on the way up. Yeah, it was about like 10, 10 hours or so. Uh, and and this was, yeah, we left at, like, yeah, it was like 3 o'clock. And we arrived, it, it, yeah, it was about 3, it was about, yeah, we left at, wow. We left at 3, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was on top of the mountain, at, it had to have been between 11 and 12. Wow, so it was like eight, nine hours of a hike. So the thing is, is when you go up that way, it's so cold at night. Like, it's beautiful during the day, you know, uh, sun out, you know, but when it hits night, it's fucking freezing. So you have to get up there, enjoy your time, take your pictures, enjoy the experience, and get the fuck out. Otherwise, you know, especially in the wintertime. In the winter time. In summer, it's probably different. My my guide was saying, you know, that he's stayed up in that area for, like, 15 days at a time. Groups of people and stuff like that. And, you know, so it was, it was super intense. Now, this is kind of the fun part. So, we walked the whole way the morning. Um, we, you know, it was pitch black in the mountains. And we had to kind of stay in a group because I didn't have a flashlight. So you know, I guess I came a little bit ill-prepared in that, in that sense, um, you know, but everybody, there was a lot of other people that had flashlights, so as, as the, as we were going forward, and the, and the sun was rising, that, and like, once the sun rose, I was, I was on my own, like, I, I kind of took off, and then I was literally by myself for hours, walking on this mountain, and it was, it was amazing, it was such a beautiful experience, ah, uh, uh, and I ate some mushrooms once the sun kind of broke. It was probably about nine, ten o'clock. Yeah, it was probably actually it's probably earlier. It's probably about eight, eight thirty. I ate some mushrooms. Mario gave me, you know, I think about six capsules. Uh, you know, probably a couple grams. And man, they kicked in, and it just got super cool, man. Like the greens and everything. It was just ah, oh, so beautiful and just sitting down and meditating. And I remember staring out and looking out beyond and it was just so open and wide, it was just so wide open. I see all the mountains, you see everything. And I just took this moment and I I apologized for everything I've ever done to people or threatened or hurt or in any way, shape or form had I hurt someone. And I just said, I wanna release all of that. I just wanna let it go. And prior like as I'm saying this, prior to that, I was like, man, spirit just just give me a cool little sign, just just something like just just ask it for like a little experience, you know from uh, from the guides and from spirit so and then i I go into that, you know apologizing and and you know, and uh you know you <laughs> this is so this is so beautiful, I'm just trying to get back into that." that space you know because i i can get excited and it's like this thing but so i was standing at the like kind of the edge of the mountain looking out and i say all this stuff out loud and all of a sudden i just heard the wind it was as if like spirit and like the wind just took everything that i said and was like it's gone it's gone it doesn't matter and I felt so relieved, you know, because that through my life I've I've heard a lot of people I've I've done some fucked up shit, um, in my life, not my most proudest moments, but things that I felt like I needed to let go, and and I was just like, whoa! I was blown away. I was like, ah, oh, they they're here, they're here, ah, oh. <laughs> so exciting, so so exciting, so. And then uh, I continued onward. And, man, at one point, it got so challenging. I was sitting there. I was like. <laughs> I started doing, like, the Wim Hof breathing while I was walking. And I got lost in my breath. It had to have been. I was doing this for, like, a half hour. It had to have been. I was just going, going, going. And it got. I got exhausted. Like, I just was my breath because I was so in it. Like, the steepness. You know, you're climbing up the rocks. Like, it's just. It was challenging and I reached a limit. I reached my limit. You know, I I was sitting down, you know, I, I took ten minutes and I'd go and then it was like ten more minutes and I was like, man, I really I'm I'm struggling right now. Like I'm hurting. You know, I don't run. I'm athletic. I'm I'm in good shape, but I, I don't run and you know, like this is this is a challenge. So I'm I'm taking a break and I'm trying to go and I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing like Justin, you can do it, you can do it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And out of fucking nowhere... Now, remind you, none of the guides that were guiding, you know, all the the other group and myself, they let us go by ourselves. Like, the trail, you know, the trail is is pretty... It's like one pretty much one trail that goes from this spot to the peak. So they let us go, and they caught up with us because they were riding donkeys and horses. So they caught up with us later. Um, And so out of nowhere comes blanco and danny like in the mid, like i'm 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 ready to like yo i i have to sit here for for at least an hour to like regain he comes up out of nowhere and he's like vamos vamos amigo vamos i'm like holy shit i was like where the fuck did you come from dude like how did you just hike you know you just went like another nine hours like or six hours and here you are and so danny like gets off the horse he gives me the horse and He's like, I, I take the horse the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, that was probably a couple miles that, that you know, we walked it, or the horse and got up to the peak and I'm tripping out. I get up to the top and it is just, wow, man. It is, it's incredible. It's so, 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 so incredible. And uh, it's just so beautiful. It really was. It was so goddamn beautiful. And <laughs> I get up there and I tell Danny, I said, Danny, ropa's. And camisa, ropas, y no más. I said, "It's taking off my clothes." And I said, "I need, uh, necesito una uh, una película or foto de uh, no no ropa." He's like, "Okay, amigo." So I stand up there, and that's the picture you see on my Instagram and Twitter. You know, with me standing there, and I take the picture. I'm like, "Holy shit, dude!" I'm like, "I'm, I'm, you know, number one, I need to do a little, um, I need to do some squats, and I gotta bump up my my butt cheeks. Um, uh, but I got a six pack on my back. I was like, "That's fucking crazy." So we were standing there, I took some pictures of him and, uh, you know, it was just so beautiful and we spent like an hour up there and he's like, all right, amigo, we got to (laughs) go. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's going to get really cold really fast, you know, so we have six hours to get back, you know, it's like I said, it's a three hour hike. So we spent about 12, 13 hours hiking that day. It was, it was intense, you know, and then riding the horse back and, and the trail and, yo, it was, it was wild. So, and I really felt like I connected with the horse, Blanco, you know, I gave him so much love, I would stop and give him food and love and look at him, and he would look at me, and I just connected to this animal, and I, I think of Blanco, and like, Blanco, I love you, buddy, I can't wait to see you, and uh, I can't wait to go back, you know, and, and do that hike, and actually something really cool that I just found out yesterday, I was hanging out, I posted a bunch of stuff on Instagram with my, my mentor, Juan, uh, the English teacher, come to find out, dude, he did the same hike. I had no idea. Like, he was talking I told him about Pico Duarte. He's like, Yeah, man, he's like, I did that too. I was like, What? Like this dude is like he he we are finding out that we are so much alike, you know, and it's it's so beautiful. I just it's little synchronicities. So Yeah, man, we, we kinda descend and we go back and uh, it was we get back the house and we so oh yeah that's right uh i was connecting with the horse so blanco and and you know giving him love and all this stuff and at the end you know on a horse and and you see all the people riding horses out there it's like man i want to i want to go fast on a horse like i want to experience that you know i had the saddle i had like no reins to hold on to basically i was holding on to just the uh the saddle itself and at the end of the trail before you get to the house where we were staying at like the little cabin it's wide open, and I just literally said out loud, "I was like Blanco, I want to go fast, man. I want to go fast, like, uh, yeah, like." And I just said it the way I said it, and then, like, I get we get to the plane where it's where he can go fast, dude. He takes off, and Danny's telling me he's like he's never seen this horse go that fast. He was hauling ass, and Danny was like, "Oh my god, he was kind of scared." You know, you fall off that horse. I've never ridden a horse. But I just was connecting, and I was riding the horse, and there was just this motion. I don't even know how to make the noise. But it was just so, so free and so so beautiful, man. And uh, we get back to the house, and, you know, the, the lady is cooking food. She's got sancocho for it. She's got fresh jugo, uh, fresh juice and we're all sitting by the campfire and telling jokes and laughing and I interviewed a couple people which I'm gonna share here in a minute and it was just so beautiful man it was so beautiful like I I made a new family you know I really did I went somewhere I said yes and uh which I learned from Bill Murray and also I learned from improv but Bill Murray, if you guys aren't familiar, you should check out the documentary they made about him and his stories. They're beautiful. It's so inspiring. And I feel like everyone should live their life this way. Uh, and it really inspired me to be like Bill Murray. Uh, that is the path that I am. I, I want to travel the world and prove and show you all that the world is your home. You can pack up. You can go anywhere. You can give up all. All of the securities and the comforts and the things that you think you need, give it up, travel the world, and stay open and meet people that'll take you into your home and cook and share and and share love and stories. And it's all possible. And I learned that this trip. I really did. And we all connected. you know. And it's such a spiritual experience taking this hike and being able to see that our lives are our own mountains. We're climbing our own mountain. We reach limitations. We meet people on the journey that help us out and that we connect. And there's just, it's it's, it's as if, like, I felt that mountain. Like, I I transcended something in myself. Like, I climbed, like, I, I reached the peak of a certain point in my life. And then now it's time to climb a new mountain. And I came back down that mountain. This mountain that I climbed was like, yes, I did it. Like a celebration of, like, the new Justin, a new birth, you know, and, and I, I like it, it is so beautiful because I, I can see the symbolic perception. I can see how this mountain is it, 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 a symbol for my own life, what I've gone through in the last seven years. It's so beautiful and so beautiful to share that with other people that are seeking a spiritual experience. And speaking of spiritual experiences, right, here's a funny story <laughs> as I, like, try to catch my tears. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> before we went on the hike the night before, you know, they're all uh, sitting around the campfire and we're talking and da 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 Next thing you know, dude, these fucking guys, the, the Dominican guys, all of a sudden they get in their pri- – I was hanging out with a priest. And this priest brought all of these people together and said they need to go on this journey. And they get all in white, and they give us a cracker, and then we drink some wine, and we go into this. They read the Bible, and they're, like, asking for, you know, to to give us strength and courage to keep going on this trip. And, like, these people, like, really showed How much of like they see this in their country as a deep spiritual experience, and the priest that was talking about how he sees it as a transcendental spiritual experience, and the other guy that I was talking to who was a lawyer, he said the same thing. You know, it's just, you know, it's a manifestation of our life and where we're at, you know. And then you have another doctor and his wife. They're the doctors, and they're talking about you know, the the couple taking this journey together and pushing each other and encouraging and supporting, and it was so cute, man. Like, it was just such a beautiful thing. Like, it was so monumental for each and every single one, and we did it together as a team, you know? And it was just, ah oh, so beautiful to watch everyone have such a beautiful experience. And I want other people that not necessarily can afford it to have this experience. So we came back, and had food, and kind of celebrated, and, you know, just, oh, and we slept so good, slept so good, you know, we had some drinks, there was a night we had some drinks, and we got, like, kind of drunk, and, you know, had fun, and they were playing music, and, oh, it was just so good, so good, like, I can't make this up, you know, like, this is my life, Uh, and then we head back, you know, and and the way back, it was, you know, just quiet, and and peaceful, and, and just tranquil and blanco and and you know picking up fresh guavas and oranges off the ground uh i really fell in love with guava tree the scent i want to make a uh uh, essential oil from it like i want to find my own scent and you know we go back and we spend a couple days uh after we got back because it was only five days so it was like eight days i had like four i had like four four days left and so Danny was like, "Yeah, you can stay with me at the house." And so I stayed at the house in this like little, sh- like kind of shanty, like. But it wasn't a shanty; it was you know all like uh, cinder blocks and eating food. And then we went to like the local bar and played music and danced bachata and like just had so much fun, you know. And then we went back to the city where their daughter stayed, and we stayed at the daughter's house and we playing with the kids and. You know, we went to this other place and the daughter was twenty five. They were trying to hook me up with the daughter. Danny was like, Yo, oh, cool man. like you know, you need to meet my daughter and they wanted me they're looking to try and like get her papers, you know, and to marry her for papers and that that's really what they were looking for me and she's gorgeous, you know, she's a beautiful woman, has a beautiful son, uh, you know, and Part of me, like, it's like, man, I wish I, I could, you know, like, I'm just not in a place right now in my life where it's like, I could just marry someone for papers and, and do all of this. It's just, I can't do it. So not right now. Uh, but yeah, we've been staying in contact and I made friends and family and they're always like sending me notes and messages and photos and stuff like that. And I got to share the podcast thing with them. And, you know, it was just, it was just so awesome. It's such a great, 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 great experience, uh, you know, and, and. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just in here, like, reminiscing. So much good food, so much lessons. But check this out, okay? So we're kind of wrapping up. I have uh, 15 minutes. Oh, wow, I did really good. I'm so glad I did this because the last one I did was, like, an hour and a half because I did a little intro, and I just used the footage that I had, and I honestly wasn't really happy about it. So it's just, I did really good. I'm really proud of myself on this, actually, guys. Woohoo! That's me giving a clap for myself, because <laughs> I don't have the radio set up where I can do claps with with Freddie and stuff like that. Oh, I got I got some treats set up for you guys coming in the future, like in the next. You know, as we head down this path of the podcast, oh, it's growing, it's growing. I just not talking about stuff yet, but where, yeah, I see stuff happening. But so yeah, uh, what was I? Oh yeah, so like the whole thing of you know getting uh, like listening to this footage and and just really proud of. What we're doing uh with this podcast and and how i'm growing and learning uh but yeah there was there was like music where i was staying in the mountains they share music with uh with with uh with each other throughout the mountain with like walkie talkie so they have like all this mountain music sort of stuff it's great it's great it's great it's great uh so yeah what a, oh oh yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it so at the end of this trip, right, a day before I'm getting ready to leave, I get a phone call from Quran And this is a little bit like this is how, you know, this is how this is how the life goes. Right. So I get a call from Quran and I get accused of stealing food from the retreat house that we were at. And I was like, what, bro? Like, are you serious? Like, why would I steal food when I paid three hundred dollars for this trip? You know, this is just like a little like story thing, whatever. Uh. And so I was just blown away. Like, I guess people saw me take, like, a couple of granola snacks. And then the owner saw that, like, the coconut water was taken. And, like, all this stuff was taken. But what happened was that, like, I I understand on some level, like, the Spanish people, you know, they're like, oh, they see this really wealthy man. So they're like, yo, I paid him $300 for the food. So they stole some. Like, they didn't steal. They took some of the food that was at the house, probably assuming that it wouldn't be missed and that, you know, the ceremony was over and there was just going to be food there. So they grabbed the food, and then I got blamed for it, and I basically, like, went through this whole thing with Karan and Sorelli as if I had, like, stolen this, and I was like, oh, my God, like, these people are going to, you know, I, I was just shocked. I was shocked. And so that was kind of, like, the end of my journey, and, I you know, I told Karan I said, you know, man, I... He was, he was convinced that I stole this. And I guess, like, uh, the guy at the house made a really convincing story that I stole this and all that stuff. And I, I told Kron, I said, you know, we need to go our separate ways, man. You know, I this isn't what I want in my life. I don't have people in my life that accuse me of stealing without even asking me if, to hear my side of the story or anything like that. Um, and we did it kind of maturely. You know, that's the other thing is when you realize, and, and you realize with someone that... Uh, you know you're just not vibing with that person being able to go you know what ma'am like i accept what you're saying like i didn't do it i don't have to prove myself to you you didn't ask me you're just assuming that i stole this stuff and believing somebody else that you just met and you just met me so you don't really know but you're trusting the guy who has all this money who was in, ill informed and didn't really know what was going on and we need to just go our ways And I'm not gonna give you any of the video footage. I'm not gonna give you any of that stuff. We need to go our ways. And he was like, you know what? You're right, it's cool. You go your way, I'm gonna go my way. And that's that. And I think there's something, there's really value. It's a, there's a valuable lesson in there is like, when you come up with someone with confrontation, it's not about like, don't react. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to argue. You don't have to yell, scream. You just stay equanimous and you go, it's okay. You go your way. I know my truth. I go my way. And maybe we can come back. Because at the end of the day, the person that accused me, I, dude, I have love for you, man. I I see myself in you. I appreciate. There's a lot. Knowledgeable. You know, but we have to go through things and grow. And so that's kind of what I learned at the end of my trip. You know, just it was amazing that, like, through the whole trip at the end, you got to go through something like that. And I was just like, wow. You know, so that next day we went to the airport and i flew home and i flew home a new man that's for sure it's like every time i fly back to new york i always i feel home here in new york i really do uh like i feel a part of my heart i've grown so much since being here in new york and i'm really looking forward to what's to unfold we have some really cool interviews coming up uh you know alexander cortez on twitter Chore Boogie, Emma Magenta, my friend who's been microdosing and healing, uh, uh, healing opiate addiction through mushrooms, uh, microdosing with mushrooms. You know, Freddie, my boy Freddie Larosa, who's gonna be playing music, and yeah, we're building like a radio station. Like this whole thing is is really growing immensely and awesome, uh, and awesomely. <laughs> so, with that being said, we are at 51 minutes. I am really proud of myself right now for doing this. I am super proud. Uh, this was a beautiful little episode. I am going to bid you a good day as I have a, uh, a meeting coming up here at 2.30. It is now 1 o'clock. I woke up. I was productive. Had a beautiful day at the ashram yesterday. I wish you all a beautiful day. I pray for strength and courage for you and for myself as we continue to grow and unfold. It's a beautiful journey. Surrendering is key. I'm sending you all so much love from the bottom of my heart, bottom of my being. Om Namah Shivaya.